When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals? Have you thought about talking to someone but are uncertain or unsure of where to start? BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, and others. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can even get help with, I don't know, anger issues with your baseball team, perhaps? Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for Three Swings listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with discount code BASEBALL. If you've been wanting to get started talking today, Go to BetterHelp.com slash Baseball and simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor that you'll love and one that you can always change. That's BetterHelp.com slash Baseball. Promo code Baseball. Forever. Dog. I used to think that this was my town. What's up, freebies? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It's your host, Rio Butcher, of the show. Three swings that you're listening to. Hope everybody's doing all right. Feeling good. I just watched True Detective. That's not baseball. (laughs) But baseball's... Major League Men's Baseball isn't happening right now. I'm doing a thing this year where I'm going to make sure that I try to say men's baseball a lot. Probably won't say it every time, but I'll say it a lot. Because it's something that I've noticed that we just don't really do, generally speaking. And I think that it's an adjustment in my language that might change my brain a little bit. Because that's kind of all anybody's really asking for. I feel like often we get... We, we think somebody's mad every time they ask for something, um, oftentimes because we're reading it in a text-based <laughs> format, and you can't see their face, and you can't hear the way they're saying it. And um, adjusting my language has been something that I've done, oh, I don't know, probably since I learned that language was a thing back in, I don't know, my ones or whatever. So, you know, you like learn that something is a word you shouldn't say. That's something that your mom probably told you. I mean, I remember, you know, saying, holy shit, when I saw Back to the Future and she was like, oh, we don't say that. And that's just something you learn. And so then when it's somebody that you don't know telling you that, you get angry because you feel fear and you feel ashamed. And you know what you could just do is pay attention to the things that people are saying, make those adjustments on your own. And then if somebody tells you, hey, don't say that, you can just be like, and absorb that moment of fear. And then go, all right. And you can do some self-reflection and look into it. Even if your intention was positive, 
Sometimes there are things that are outside of your intention. So my whole point is simply this. We refer to women's sports as women's sports, and we refer to men's sports as sports. Generally speaking, in the culture, I'm not talking to you, Shelly, who doesn't do that. I'm talking to the culture, and I'm speaking of our culture and our language. I'm not talking about individuals. When you read the, the internet or you read the newspaper, often people refer to sports are referring to sports as men's sports. You know what I mean? And so how often do you see that just like tomorrow or maybe today, I don't know what time you're listening to this podcast, but for the next 24 hours or the next bunch of hours that you're awake, if you're a sports person, and you might not be, a lot of people that don't like sports, specifically the sport this podcast is about, baseball, uh, listen to this show. But it's also, I think, a worthwhile exercise because even if you don't like sports, sports is a very binary thing. So let's look at that, like where we're talking about men and women every time we talk about sports, basically. So spend the next, I don't know, 12 hours or workday or whatever it is and just be cognizant, just be aware of the times that when when an outlet or a person is talking about a man playing a sport that they refer to it as basketball and when a woman is playing a sport it's women's basketball then also for bonus points if you want to dive deep into sports and want to pay attention to high school sports notice how often it's girls basketball <laughs> which is even more condescending but also accurate you know it's it, this is why language and like misogyny and homophobia these things are so difficult to dive into because um saying that girl girls in high school are playing basketball is not inherently um patronizing but it can be but it's also accurate so i don't know you know <laughs> it's it's complicated but it's always context but my main point is simply this and it comes back to baseball here because baseball is the only sport that was successfully segregated by gender into a separate sport. Now, I say that knowing full well that there are women that play baseball every day. I am one of them. Am I a non-binary person? Yes. But for a lot of people outside of me and outside of my world, they consider me to be a woman playing baseball. I also know people who are women that play baseball. <laughs> so it's not true that women don't play baseball. But the apparatus that I'm talking about, Major League Baseball, was successful in shuffling women and girls out of baseball in the 70s and, and the 50s, basically, after the demise of the All-American Girls Professional League, which didn't end because people didn't like watching women play baseball. It ended because television started and less people were attending baseball games and public events, like live events, because they could just watch it at home. So that was difficult. Because also, and I talked about this the last episode, we used to have live entertainment that created a community around it. And baseball was a big part of that. So when TV came around, all of that sort of like very local level, community-based live performance took a huge hit. And it's led to what we have today, which is very, very isolated people watching entertainment in their homes and finding community talking about it on the internet. 
And B, the other reason that the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League uh, folded was by mismanagement by the executives. And I've done the research. The executives were overwhelmingly male and overwhelmingly white. There were not female executives running that thing. So there is something, there's a chip on my shoulder about it and something to be said about a bunch of men who happen to also be white men running something that was, at a point, very successful. I mean, it ran for 12 years. It didn't, it wasn't one season. The movie makes it seem, I don't know, I still to this day don't know why that end card didn't say it lasted from this year to this year. That drives me nuts about that movie. That's literally the only thing I don't like about that movie. Gina Davis herself thought it was only one season. That's bonkers. Like, that I really don't like about that movie. It's the one thing I wish they would have done differently. To say, like, how long the it lasted. I mean, they fictionalized the whole thing. They made it seem like it only lasted one season, goddammit. Anyway, it didn't... It, it ran from 1943 to 1955, I think. I'm going to double check. Professional... All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. Okay. <laughs> I have all this information in my brain, and then sometimes you're just like, I gotta make sure I get this right. Yes, 12 years. I was right, so don't even worry about it. It, it ran for 12 years, and the number of teams was 15. So why didn't they... Anyway, whatever. So I, I say all this to blather on, because it's my podcast, and that's the point. <laughs> that... A lot of this is just like paying attention, you know, and like training yourself to see the thing before you're told to do it differently. That's like it. I, nobody wants to be a scold. I've said this very thing to friends of mine on Twitter, and I'm sure that it was annoying to them. It's, it, it, it is annoying, though, that like men just get to play basketball and women only get to play women's basketball because we live in a culture that makes that a different thing. And again, Stacy, I'm not talking to you who doesn't believe that, I'm talking about the whole mechanism and I'm trying to influence the people who maybe disagree with me on this. <laughs> that's my favorite thing is when I say something on Twitter that's like, yeah, we say this thing when we mean this thing or something. Somebody's like, I don't. And I'm like, well, th then you can keep walking by because you, this one single person, don't do that. Good for you. I'm glad you don't. But you know... There are a lot of people that do. <laughs> and that's why I'm saying this. Because maybe some of those people listen to me. Anyway. That's what I'm going to do. So I hope that all of you do that. Because I would love for you to... Um, I, I would love for us to all adjust our brains and shit. Um, so I wanted to... Before we get into the show show... Um, I wanted to just give a shout out to this article on The Ringer by Michael Bauman. Um, called... MLB's frozen offseason and the farce of trying to sell, not buying. Um, it's a great read. I think it's hyper accurate. And in the context of what I've been talking about on this show uh, so much, um, specifically about Sean Doolittle and the player Evan Longoria, the players who have been pretty outspoken about it, um, I think it's a great read for for everybody to really it's it, some of it it gets real in the weeds but I think that um the MLB is essential I mean they the MLB made 10.3 billion dollars last year they act like they're all living on the street <laughs> they they act like this 
the the sport is like dying and it's making no money and they don't know what to do and like 10.3 billion dollars that's so much money that's how much they made that's unfathomable that's so much money we talk about billions like it's nothing now and honestly i am speaking honestly i am still like i get a thrill when i have a 20 in my wallet ah 20 ah 20 not five 20s ah 20 we talk about a billion dollars like it's a hundred bucks anymore and like i wonder what kind of an effect that's going to have on the future (laughs) like and not the distant future i mean like now like we're the tampa bay rays are going to a cashless stadium do you know what that means for people that like don't have a lot of money a they probably can't even afford to go to the game anyway but it's going to keep them out you a cashless stadium means you have to have some sort of bank account and i just don't think we're supposed to live in a society where you have to have a bank account I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, things are... I've read a couple articles today. I also read a, a pretty bonkos one about student loans uh, that's also on my Twitter. You can find that Ringer article on my Twitter. and You can read it there. It'll also be in the footnotes of this episode. But um, anyway, I mean, I really love baseball and I love the game, but man, is it... I think I'm going to put up a poll on my Twitter because like, I'm pretty disillusioned with the Dodgers... From uh, from a bunch of different standpoints, and like if you've been here from the beginning, then you understand this journey that I've been on. If you're just now coming in, please save your comments about me being a flip flopper or fair weather fan. I've been through it with baseball fan with with like baseball teams, and I'm not gonna go back and do it again. But I just am like I, I and then I wanted to get on board with the Rays because like honestly, I like that team. I enjoy watching those dudes play. Like uh. I mean, I love Blake Snell. He, like, basically got me to the playoffs in my fantasy baseball league. I enjoyed watching Joey Wendell. He also helped me win my stats league. Bunch of people on that team. But the cashless thing really bums me out. And the Dodgers being, like, the luxury one of two luxury teams, them and the Yankees, I mean, that's already a big problem. And then they've just squandered everything. And they gave away their one of their, like, most fun players, one of my favorite dudes, I'm just like, I'm just bummed on him and I want to be able to go see baseball, but like, and I'll still go. And I went full bore into it. And like, that's what always happens is I get, I get my heart broken. So I think this summer I'm repping the tin caps, Fort Wayne tin caps, mostly probably wear my Puig jersey that I bought. And that's probably it. I don't know that I'm going to be repping a major league baseball team very much this year because they're not really something I want to be like repping. You know, I can't, I don't rep my hometown team. I, I got out my block C because they got rid of the logo, but I still don't feel great about it. They don't, I I mean, I I worry that the Cleveland fans are going to be even wilder about headdresses and all that stuff because Chief Wahoo's gone this year. So, anyway, if anybody has any suggestions for a team that I should be into, do not say the Cubs. That drives me up a wall. We will be back in a moment with a loving portrait of the late Frank Robinson right after this. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. And you can tell. Not only does it make my teeth feel cleaner, it looks super stylish when 
I brush my teeth. It's also super easy to travel with. I just toss it in my bag. It comes with a little cover and I can take it with me anywhere I want. It's real nice because it's an electric toothbrush that fits in my bag. It's not some big clunky thing that I have to bring a charger with me or anything like that. It's very convenient. And I got to say, I've been using it consistently since I got it. And the few times that I've used a regular manual toothbrush, my teeth don't feel as clean. It, I, for real, they just feel better when I use my Quip toothbrush. They have sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle enough on your sensitive gums. And I got to tell you, my gums are real sensitive and they like my Quip toothbrush. They tell me all the time, we're real sensitive, but we like this toothbrush. People brush too hard often and some electric toothbrushes are just too abrasive. Those electric toothbrushes are always yelling at you to brush your teeth more often. And my Quip is just like, hey, you should brush your teeth. And I like that about it. It just suggests things. It doesn't yell at me. I like that feeling. It's also got a built-in two-minute timer, which pulses every 30 seconds to let me know that I got to move out of the quadrant of my mouth that I'm brushing. It also helps me to make sure that I brush for a full two minutes, which, hey, you probably brush your teeth too. And if you don't, you should start with a quip toothbrush. But it helps me brush for the full two minutes. And then I know my teeth are getting clean because... Man, is it hard to tell how long two minutes are now that I don't play children's basketball. And apparently, 90% of people don't brush long enough. So I was counting myself in that 90% of people who don't brush long enough. And like I said, it comes with that multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing, which declutters your sink and your cabinet and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush so much easier. Like I was talking about, you just throw it in your bag. And the brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks, which is so convenient for me. It's one less thing I have to think about buying when I go to the store. And three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Kevin McAllister would be excited. So this is why I love Quip. It's sleek, stylish, easy to use, makes my teeth feel super clean, it looks cool, and they send me the new shit that I need when I need it. It's so convenient. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash baseball right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That also to mention that comes with toothpaste. If you buy that um, refill pack, that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash baseball. What's standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals? Have you thought about talking to someone but are uncertain or unsure of where to start? BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, and others. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can even get help with, I don't know, anger issues with your baseball team, perhaps? Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. 
Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for Three Swings listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with discount code BASEBALL. If you've been wanting to get started talking today, go to BetterHelp.com baseball and simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor that you'll love and one that you can always change. That's BetterHelp.com baseball, promo code BASEBALL. We're back. Three swingies. <laughs> it's 2019. It's the second season of this show. I'm saying it now. This is the beginning. The A's started pitchers and catchers today. So it's a new baseball season. Spring training has technically started. So here we go. Three swingies is what I'm going to say this year. <laughs> Do you like it? I don't know. I think it's been across two or three episodes that I've tried to bring up. You should follow Sean Doolittle on Twitter and have gotten segued myself out of a tangented out of it. And so I just want to say to everybody who doesn't, if you're a baseball fan or just like a Twitter fan, you should follow Sean Doolittle and Aaron Doolin for that matter. Um, Cause they're both great. And they talk about baseball in a very honest and straightforward way. Um, and I think they're really great folks as well. And I would love to have them both on this show, but who knows if it would work out because we don't live even on the same coast. So Frank Robinson passed away last week. Um, so we wanted to give him, you know, and in remembrance on three swings, uh, Robinson, a first ballot hall of fame player who became the first African-American manager in baseball died last Thursday at the age of 83, according to Major League Baseball. This is from ESPN. Robinson, a 14-time All-Star, had a legendary... Robinson, a 14-time All-Star, had a legendary career. He was the Rookie of the Year in 1956 when he hit a rookie record 38 homers for the Cincinnati Reds, won the Triple Crown in 1966 with the Baltimore Orioles, and remains the only player to win an MVP award in each league with the Reds in 61 and the Orioles in 66. Huh. How about that stat? That's a pretty wild stat. That's a lot of years that no one has done else has done that. He also led his teams... Because let me just go back to the... It's not like he was the last guy to do it. He's the only guy to do it. Think of how many guys have played in both leagues. Think of how many guys have played in both leagues and played well in both leagues. That's a lot of people. And he is the only person to have done it. That'll be a big day when that is no longer true. But... I'm curious how long that will take. He also led his teams to two World Series titles, winning with the Orioles in 66 when he was also voted the World Series MVP and in 1970. Robinson, who had his greatest years with the Reds and Orioles, played 21 years in the major leagues before retiring in 76 with 586 home runs. It was the fourth highest total in baseball at the time, trailing only Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Willie Mays. The longest of those home runs came on May 8, 1966, when his 541-foot blast off Louis Tyant cleared Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. He continued to influence the game long after retirement, becoming the first African-American to manage in the major leagues with the Cleveland baseball team. He also managed the San Francisco Giants, becoming the National League's first African-American manager and later managed the Orioles, Montreal Expos, and Washington Nationals. He won the 1989 AL Manager of the Year Award with the Orioles. So not only was he the MVP in the American League and the National League, 
the first guy to do it and only guy so far. He also is the first guy to be an African-American person to manage in both leagues. Wow. I mean, what a career. R.I.P. Frank Robinson. There will be no National League DH next year, despite rumors that the league was considering a universal DH hitter rule for 2019. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said today that the league is instead focused on pace of game changes for 2019 and bolder ideas suggested by players, such as expanding the designated hitter to the National League, uh, are too complicated to be put in place for this season. Um, I am... Look, I don't... Is it okay if I don't care about the DH? Is it okay if I just don't care? Is it okay if I'm like, I think it's fine how it is, but also if you want to change it, like, fine? I mean, I I don't know. I, I like watching pitchers hit, but it doesn't, like, affect my life. <laughs> I think there are more, like, other things that are more important. Um, like, honestly, I would say that uh, the Major League Baseball does, has changed the uh disabled list to the injured list which i think is actually like a really important change to make because um as i said at the beginning of this episode language is really important and the term disabled list in baseball reflected a time where that term might have been accurate or words that were more okay or something you know i'm trying i'm trying to be generous here i don't think that anybody set out to hurt anyone um no pun intended uh by calling it the disabled list it just was the word that people used and what we've done over time is started to hear people speak about their own experience um that terms created by people to which those terms do not apply don't always feel great to the people to which those terms do apply. So um, I think it is also just like uh, more accurate to say injured list. <laughs> like, don't you? I mean, I know we're all like, oh my God, my life is over because I can't call it the disabled list anymore. But I do think that um, it's not my baseball and the baseball I grew up with my dad or what, like, like call, everybody calm down. And honestly, I have an honest question. Um, will it still be, would it be acceptable to call it the DL? Because for the most part, everybody calls it the DL, which uh, conjures the phrase disabled list, but doesn't actually say that phrase. So what if we called it injured list, but also said interchangeably, Chris Bryan is on the DL. Is that a th- an okay thing or do we just need to go straight to i'm legitimately asking so if anybody wants to tweet at me nicely because i'm asking nicely and i'm really trying to understand and know um please feel free at rio butcher uh but i do think that like changes like that are way more important and i would also say um a change that i think is way more important than like doing a universal dh um is and i think that like straight up baseball Major League Baseball, not only do they need a stronger players union with like, I I don't know. I don't know how they need to restructure that whole thing. I think they should have position-based unions for rule changes. I think that pitchers should be the ones that get to decide whether there's a universal DH or not. You know, that's what I think should happen. And if there's changes being made that affects your position directly, you should be able to form a committee to discuss that. 
Because I just don't think it's fair to then pick off like Noah Syndergaard and only get a quote from that dude, where I think you should be able to unionize and talk about the, the issue as a group. But I think the other thing that's more important than any of this shit, well, the, the injury list is important, but that's more important than any of this shit is that a woman died at Dodger Stadium last year and we didn't even find out about it until now because she got hit by a foul ball. And like, look, I'll be honest when I think about like a net going up around all of baseball and the, the like losing the possibility of catching a foul ball, it bums me out. Cause I know it's rare for you to get hurt, but this woman died. She died. And it's only going to probably get worse because we're, I think more distracted than we've ever been when we go to places. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to baseball games and watched people just sit around me and not look at the game at all. <laughs> and like, this woman probably wasn't on her phone. So, I mean, yeah, there's this world where you go to a baseball game and the entire stadium cheers because they watch somebody make an amazing catch on a foul ball. And that's going to be lost. But I think a person's life is more important than that, personally. So, those are the changes that I think should be made to baseball. <laughs> um, and now, we're going to move into some hot stove updates. And then I'm going to also start my review of the MLB my review of the MLB Network uh 2019 best players right now. On Thursday, it's the past Thursday, the Phillies acquired catcher JT Realmuto from the Miami Marlins in exchange for catcher Jorge Alfaro, right-handed or uh really Right-handed pitcher, sorry, Sixto Sanchez, and left-handed pitcher, Will Stewart. Real Muto has led all catchers in war over the past two seasons, and of the Marlins' all-time top 25 players by by war, Real Muto ranks 16th. ESPN notes that 23 of these 25 players were traded away by the Marlins rather than held on to until they reached free agency. This is not normal. By comparison, the Rockies, who debuted as a franchise the same year the Marlins did, have held on to nine of their all-time top 25 through free agency or retirement, and an additional four of those 25 are still on their roster. Yikes. Um, so that's an interesting thing to talk about. And I got to say, the Ringer article that I mentioned is basically getting at this, which is that they've gamed the system and stretched out free agency, and, and basically these teams don't care about winning. And a lot of people think that uh, this trade was really bad for the Phillies, that Sixto and Will Stewart shouldn't have, they, they, they sold the farm and like these were their big prospects. But um, I think the Phillies are doing what a lot of teams are not doing, which is they're trying to win right now. And I think that's valuable. I think that fans of a thing who have to spend baseline $50 to come watch it, which is a lot of money. Um, I think they deserve teams trying because it used to be there was one team going tanking and, and, you know, saying we'll rebuild, we'll rebuild. They're all doing it. The Yankees are doing it. Everybody's doing it. Nobody's trying to win. Nobody's trying. Nobody's building the best team that they can. That's just not true. So at least the Phillies are. And I mean, to be honest, from what I've watched with the, they, the Phillies need leadership uh, out of anything because their their management is does not know what they're doing. And so what they need is the Ariettas and the Real Mutos to 
to get these guys in line and show them how to win ball games. I mean, they really need a Bull Durham. That's what they. That's what this team needs, and I, I think that's what they got in this dude. And I really think they have the pieces to compete next year because I think the Braves have got. I think Atlanta has got a lot, but I also think their pitching staff is not going to perform like it did last season. Whereas I think the Phillies will give their pretty pretty solid pitching rotation the uh, run support that they need. I cannot tell you, I traded for Aaron Nola, and then he would th- throw pitch a gem, and then he would lose because they wouldn't give him any run support. They would lose 7-5 to five or some shit like that, and he would throw 13Ks. 10Ks or some something like that. And it was it was frustrating. And so yeah, they need a catcher that can hit. <laughs> they need somebody that can hit. For sure. That's not just Reese Hoskins. Like they gotta get on base and they gotta produce runs. That'd be the other thing. If the Phillies go out and, and manufacture runs like Cleveland used to do three years ago, then they're gonna win. And I think that I just think that teams that fans deserve to have teams that are trying to win. So I would like to move on to the MLB Network 2019 best players right now. So let's do a couple, and then you'll get the rest of them next episode. I'm going to start with third base, because that's where they started. All right, the top 10 third baseman right now. Starting at 10, we've got Eugenio Suarez of the Cincinnati Reds. Number 9, we've got Josh Donaldson. I forget where he was traded to. (laughs) Chris Bryant at number 8 of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, At 7, you've got Matt Chapman of the Oakland Athletics. 6, you've got Matt Carpenter of the St. Louis Cardinals. 5, Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros. I honestly cannot believe he's at 5. That is shocking to me. Um, Four, we've got Anthony Rendon of the Washington Nationals. Three, Nolan Arenado of the Colorado Rockies. Two, Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And one, we've got Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland baseball team. Um, I mean, these are the top ten third basemen for sure. Uh, Interesting, I guess they're slotting Manny Machado as a shortstop these days. Yes, that's what's happening. Um, so, I don't know. I honestly, it, when I look at this list of top 10 third basemen right now, m- my list would be, I would be moving Ma- Alex Bregman up to number one, and I would be moving Jose Ramirez. I think I would just like keep everything where it is other than that. And I, that's, that's what I would do. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that guy, but I'm a fan of baseball. So I know when somebody's good, I cannot like a person and also be like, that guy's really good. Um, and I'm not looking at, you know, it also says this might be the most stacked position in baseball right now. And you can argue for about six different guys at number one. So, uh, they're, oh, they're saying what, I'm saying basically Um, because I really do think that Turner was hurt a lot. Ramirez has serious second half issues. Um, Other than that, I mean, Nolan Arenado, Anthony Rendon. I just think Bregman and Arenado have the defensive metrics that, that perhaps like Justin Turner 
and maybe even Jose Ramirez, but Jose Ramirez, I do think is a better third baseman than Justin Turner. Um, but a solid list, and I agree with all of it. I'm trying to think of anybody else that I would add that isn't on there, and I can't think of anyone. Um, you know, just like a sneaky fantasy baseball thing. If you're ever, if you find that your lineup isn't hitting very much, just go look at the Reds lineup because they always have hitters. Um, I, I, I am a big. I will, I will, I'm not going to draft him this year. Who knows where my draft position is going to be. I'm honestly thinking about auto drafting and then just trading afterwards. And I'm also honestly thinking of my first like three picks being pitchers. So let me know what you think of this strategy. It's probably not great, um, but we'll go from there. I just feel like so often everybody's busts and I don't, I don't know. Um, I think you can get hitters every week. So who knows? Um, but I'm a big fan of Scooter Jeanette, and I will be. The dude hits. He hits. He gets on base. So if you have uh, an empty spot at second and your second baseman's not producing very good, look at Scooter. Speaking of second baseman, I'll give you that rundown, and then we'll save the other positions for the next episode. So at 10, we've got DJ LeMahieu, who is now of the New York Yankees. we got Ben Zobrist at 9 of the Chicago Cubs. Eight, we've got Glaber Torres of the New York Yankees, also a shortstop. Uh, seven, we got my man Joey Wendell, big windhead over here of the Tampa Bay Rays. Six, Scooter Jeanette, there's my dude of the Cincinnati Reds. Five, we got Chris Taylor, interesting because he doesn't really play second base very much of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Then we got Robinson Cano at four of the New York Mets. We got Whit Merrifield at three of the Kansas City Royals. Then we got Jed Lowry, who was just traded to the Mets at, uh, we got him at, sorry, it just moved around. We got Jed Lowry of the New York Mets at two. Excuse me. And we've got Jose Altuve, little Altuve of the Houston Astros. Um, I think I agree with all of this, except I don't, this Chris Taylor thing is a little weird um that is a a bit surprising to me i would rather see who would i rather see there i mean that's a good question who would i rather see there brock holt (laughs) that's just for fun um anyway so that's the uh top 10 third base and top 10 second base for now so let me know what you think i'm already like getting the 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 MLB network tonight, um, interstitial music in my head. And it's like making my, my heart is racing and, um, I'm feeling stressed (laughs) and also excited. It must mean that it's almost baseball season. Well, that's it friends. Uh, this was the roundup of the day that baseball starts again in 2019. It's going to be an interesting one. I think, um, I'm curious to see how the players get through all this. And if they do, um, we're going to be watching baseball. Hopefully we're going to be playing it a lot more. So um, please follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. It's at Rhea Butcher. Um, I'm also going to be in Chicago at Thalia Hall on March 1st. Oh, before that, you can come see me in Santa Ana, which is also kind of Anaheim. If you live around here, I'm doing an LGBTQ fundraiser for the LGBT Center on 4th in uh, Orange County at the Frida Cinema on the 16th. 
So come out to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then the following weekend, or that's not the following weekend, <laughs> March 1st, Jesus Christ. Then March 1st, I will be at Thalia Hall in Chicago. And then the next night, March 2nd, I will be at the Gramercy, the Gramercy Theater in New York. And then that following weekend, I will be at the Vermont Comedy Club starting March 7th through the 9th. A bunch of shows. You should please come out to those. You should please come out to those. All the tickets are available on my website. That's riabutcher.com slash live dates slash. I'll also be in Fort Worth, Texas at the end of the month, the 19th through the 23rd at the Amphibian Stage. You should also come on out to that. I've also recently secured some dates in Arkansas and in Nashville, Tennessee. So I will be coming to those places and more cities are being added as we speak. If I have not added your personal city, it's not because I don't want to go there. It's because I haven't been able to add it yet. And there's somebody that's working on those dates for me right now. So keep that in mind. I'm trying. It's not personal. I'm trying to get out there. So please come to a show. Please like and subscribe and all that stuff. Write a review of the show. Tell a friend if you like it. Um, we're going to be swinging into high gear once the season really picks up. And maybe Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, the two uh, strongest free agents uh, of our time, <laughs> might have a team by the time I record the next one. Who knows? But as always, if you liked it, you liked it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. What's standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals? Have you thought about talking to someone but are uncertain or unsure of where to start? BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, and others. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can even get help with, I don't know, anger issues with your baseball team, perhaps? Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for Three Swings listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with discount code BASEBALL. If you've been wanting to get started talking today, go to betterhelp.com baseball and simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor that you'll love and one that you can always change. That's betterhelp.com baseball, promo code BASEBALL.